Welcome to Professor Lan A.I.'s podcast series, Understanding Humanity, an A.I.'s Perspective. In this series, we asked our learning and narrating A.I. what a professor would teach a group of students if they wanted to understand the totality of the human experience in 100 lectures. Our A.I. then proceeded to define the lecture topics, research them, compose its findings into podcasts, and narrate them in its own voice. This episode is titled, The Renaissance in Literature. Shakespeare and Cervantes. We hope you enjoy. Part 1. Introduction to the Renaissance in Literature. The Renaissance is an epoch often evoked for its explosion of new ideas and works of art that forever changed the course of humanity's intellectual history. This brilliant flowering of human creativity and thought was not isolated to the arts, but also stirred a wave of unique and enduring literature, giving birth to the likes of William Shakespeare and Miguel de Cervantes. The cultural and intellectual significance of the Renaissance is a testament to a significant shift from the Middle Ages. Capitalizing upon the rediscovery of classical texts, the absorption of new geographical and scientific perspective, and a significant change in cosmology, the Renaissance fostered an era of fresh thinking and perspectives that seeped into the literature. It was an era of enlightenment and discovery both internally within the recesses of human understanding and externally in the expansion of worldly horizons, Renaissance literature reflects these shifts, presenting key characteristics that set it apart from preceding medieval texts. Chief among these is humanism, or the focus on human potential and achievements. This was a radical departure from the intense spiritual focus of the Middle Ages, bringing a resurgence of interest in the anthropocentric philosophies of the ancient Greeks and Romans, Additionally, the literature was now penned in vernacular languages, not Latin, making them accessible to the masses. Another characteristic was the intricate blend of fact and fiction. The Renaissance was an era of exploration, where boundaries of the known world were expanded by daring voyages. The thrill of these discoveries, the mysteries of the unknown, percolated through literary works, spawning stories that weaved fact with fantastical elements. Tales of chivalrous knights, powerful monarchs, and mystical creatures were told with a playful intertwining of reality and imagination that became a testament to the human spirit of the age. The global impact of the Renaissance was profound and has resonated through centuries. It shaped our modern identity, reinforcing individualism, critical thinking, and fostering an unending pursuit of knowledge that underpins modern society. The proliferation of printing, along with greater literacy rates, allowed Renaissance literature to spread rapidly, influencing thinkers, writers, and artists across continents. It marked the emergence of the modern novel, added depth and complexity to drama, and set the stage for the Enlightenment, the progressive intellectual movement that lay just over the horizon. Within this rich context of Renaissance literature, two figures stand out like luminaries, casting long shadows over the literary landscape. William Shakespeare and Miguel de Cervantes, each from their corners of Europe, yet each reshaping the world of literature in ways that still reverberate today. As we delve into the life and works of these literary titans in successive sections, we'll explore how they navigated the currents of their time and use the power of their quills to create works that resonate with the human condition, irrespective of time and place. Part 2. Background of William Shakespeare William Shakespeare, arguably one of the greatest playwrights in the annals of literature, was born in 1564 in the small English town of Stratford-upon-Avon. The third of eight children born to John Shakespeare, 
a prosperous glove-maker and local politician, and Mary Arden, the daughter of a wealthy landowning farmer, Shakespeare's early life was marked by relative comfort and mundane provincial routine. Despite the light-heartedness of his childhood, young William would often find himself entranced by the powerful and dramatic performances of travelling theatrical troupies that came to Stratford, a pastime that strongly influenced him and would later inform his illustrious career in theatre. Notably, records of his formal education are scant, but evidence suggests that he most likely attended the King's New School, a local grammar school where he would have been instilled. With a robust grounding in classical literature, including the works of Latin authors such as Seneca, Plautus, and notably the ancient Roman poet Ovid, influences clearly discernible in his writings, simultaneously telling and compelling was Shakespeare's early marriage at the age of eighteen to twenty-six. Year-old Anne Hathaway, which bore him three children, and thus the onus of fatherhood. This period of his life, rather obscured in historical records, is filled with unanswered questions. It has subsequently been dubbed by scholars as the Lost Years. In the late 1580s Shakespeare made his initial strides into playwriting just as London's commercial theatre was burgeoning. His earliest plays, such as Henry VI and the Comedy of Errors, displayed a raw and audacious young dramatist cutting his teeth in the nascent world of English Renaissance theatre, enthusiastically experimenting with various poetic forms, dramatic structures, and thematic matter. An aspiring poet from Stratford evolved into an acknowledged member of the London theatrical establishment in the early 1590s, thanks to the patronage of Henry Riothesley, Earl of Southampton, to whom Shakespeare dedicated his first two published poems, Venus, and Adonis and the Rape of Lucrece. Eventually these initial efforts would not only establish him as a reputable and lucrative writer, but also pave the way for his future masterpieces that would immortalize him in world literature. Although it would take time for Shakespeare to step out of the sizable shadow of Christopher Marlowe, his immediate predecessor, as the leading dramatist of his day, the apprentice dramatist was making his way steadily towards becoming the mature playwright of global renown. Thus the foundations were laid for a literary legacy that would last the test of time. Unbeknownst to him, a parallel journey was being embarked upon across the English Channel by a man named Miguel de Cervantes, who would become another giant of world literature, but that's a story to be told another time. From a small-town boy with a passion for stories and theatre, Shakespeare, through his talent, creativity, and uncanny understanding of human nature, would rise to become a literary titan whose influence would be felt for centuries upon end. As we continue with our descent into the intricacies of the Renaissance in literature, let's keep in mind the burst of inspiration from an ordinary life that shaped the extraordinary world of Shakespeare's plays. Part 3. Background of Miguel de Cervantes Born in 1547, Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra grew up in a humble family in Alcala de Henares, Spain in the shadows of a golden age, the era that came to be known as the Renaissance. His early education in Madrid and Seville was rudimentary at best, unknowingly preparing him for a life far from the academy. Little did they know this penurious Spanish boy would leave an indelible imprint on the canvas of world literature. Cervantes' taste for adventure drew him towards a life less ordinary. Following the footsteps of many a Spanish lad, he joined the military at twenty-two. Unraveling a remarkable episode, he fought valiantly at the Battle of Lepanto. 1571, even with a wounded left hand. The young soldier's life foresaw a drastic twist when, in 1575, en route to Spain, he was captured by Turkish pirates. 
This capture presented a stark image of the era's brutal cataclysms, often hidden behind the glamour of the Renaissance. His captivity, however grueling it was, became an incubator of his literary genius. During this five-year ordeal Cervantes attempted several escapes, each resulting in harsher confinement. But within the walls of his Algerian prison, amidst despair and drudgery, Cervantes began to hone his narrative faculties. The prison, which seemed a roadblock in his life, ironically sparked his creative engine and brought out a storyteller par excellence. His ransom in 1580 brought an end to his torturous imprisonment and announced the dawn of his literary excursion. Soon after his return he dipped his quill in the inkpot of imagination and unfurled his genius. His early works, beginning with La Galatea, didn't receive much acknowledgment. However, it was nearly two decades later, with the publication of the first part of Don Quixote, that Cervantes took the literary world by storm. While the seeds of Cervantes' opus were undoubtedly sown during his unrewarding military career and horrifying captivity, his unquenchable spirit transformed these adversities into tales of resilience and human spirit. An underprivileged upbringing, marked by trials and turbulations, shaped this ordinary man into a literary giant whose contributions to literature continue to inspire generations. His creativity, brewed in the crucible of adversity, birthed Don Quixote, a disruptive force that not only piqued and provoked contemporary writers, but also immortalized Cervantes as the foremost chronicler of human nature. A military man turned captive, turned tax collector, turned writer, Miguel de Cervantes, is indeed an epitome of intrigue, resilience, and brilliance. Parallel to the light of Renaissance that ushered countless scientific and artistic innovations, Cervantes' legacy reaffirms the narrative that extraordinary art often finds its roots in the depths of extraordinary adversity. Part 4. Early Works of Shakespeare Ladies and gentlemen, Today we embark on an exciting journey to explore the genesis of one of the world's most enduring literary icons, William Shakespeare. Starting his career in the mid-1580s, Shakespeare ventured into writing under the strong influence of the flourishing literary culture of the English Renaissance. His early works, distinguished by their vivacity, reveal a playwright enamored with language, comedy, and history. Shakespeare's debut stage productions consisted largely of histories, peopled with kings and noblemen, mainly derived from the chronicles of Raphael Holinshet and Edward Hall. In these plays one can discern Shakespeare's embryonic voice giving life to a new vision of England's past. Henry VI, parts 1, 2, and 3, and Richard III stand tall among these imaginative historical narratives, inaugurating the Bard's history's cycle. Further, love and comedy intermingled in his early efforts like the Two Gentlemen of Verona, The Comedy of Errors, and Love's Labor's Lost. These works showcase scintillating verbal dexterity combined with a presentation of love in its varying shades, moving from the euphoric to the excruciating. Simultaneously he engendered 154 sonnets which are considered some of the greatest achievements in English literature. Known as the Procreation Sonnets, the early ones were addressed to a young man encouraging him to marry and have children thus perpetuating his beauty. Later on a dark lady entered the poetic narrative, steering the sonnets into meandering lanes of passion, betrayal, and jealousy. Steeped in emotion and remarkable for their stylistic refinement, these sonnets remain objects of perpetual admiration. In 1599 the world witnessed the formation of the Globe, an open-air playhouse in London where Shakespeare's plays came alive. 
Operated by the Writers' Playing Company, the Lord Chamberlain's men, the Globe played a crucial role in cementing his reputation. Not only a venue to enact his creations, but the theatre also acted as a continuous source of inspiration, shaping the directions of his future work. Audience reception of Shakespeare's early works was predominantly positive, affirming his position as an emerging luminary in London's theatrical scene. His historical dramas infused with entertaining storylines and his comedies jubilant with love's delightful follies successfully captivated audiences. Their resonance was such that, within a decade of his entry into London's booming theatre life, he was drawing praise from contemporaries like Robert Greene. These initial years of Shakespeare's literary journey, vibrant with vivid characterization, poetic brilliance, and an imaginative interpretation of history, formed the foundation of history, formed the foundation of a career that would continue to innovate and inspire. The reception of his works established him as a force to reckon with, a status he embraced and transcended in the years to come. As we venture further into the heart of this remarkable saga, we must remember this period of vigorous creativity, for it sowed the seeds of a legacy that still burgeons in our collective imagination. Let us continue our exploration, and in our next episode we shall delve into the early works of the other titan of the Renaissance, Miguel de Cervantes. Until then, keep reading and discovering. Part 5. Early Works of Cervantes Turning our gaze to the Iberian Peninsula, we delve into the early works of Miguel de Cervantes. Born in Alcala de Henares, Spain, around 1547, Cervantes' early life was characterized by constant movement, largely due to his family's financial struggle. These experiences kindled in him a natural flair for storytelling marked by a relentless spirit, emotion, and humor that would later pervade his literary work. Cervantes commenced his foray into the world of literature primarily as a playwright and a poet rather than a novelist. His early endeavors reflected themes of valor and romantic idealism, perhaps expecting to cater to the popular taste of the Spanish society of the day. This period was marked by the publication of uh, Galatea, in 1585, his first known novel. This pastoral romance, drawn from a genre that was much in vogue during the Renaissance, traces the enduring love pursuits of shepherds and shepherdesses embarking on a philosophical exploration of love's nature. Despite its intricate narrative and poetic grandeur, La Galatea met only with modest success, not generating significant profit to relieve Cervantes' consistent financial woes. However, even in his time, Cervantes's poetry was recognized for its singular ability to blend classicist ideals with genuine emotional depth. His early contributions to the dramatic genre were similarly met with guarded praise but consequential commercial underperformance. Most of these plays are now lost, save for a few, including the eight plays and eight new interludes published collectively towards the end of his career. Despite their lack of commercial success, these works illustrated Cervantes' flair for dramatic timing, rich characterization, and emotive intensity. It wasn't until later in life that Cervantes' transition to prose, emerging as a mature and introspective authorship reflecting the grind, trials, and tribulations of his own life, feeding these experiences into his narrative. It's important to underscore this transition as pivotal in understanding Cervantes, for it marks his transformation from a talented playwright and poet to an unparalleled novelist of the Renaissance, who forever shaped the trajectory of global literature with his masterful narrative techniques. 
So while Cervantes's early experiences as an author may have entailed innumerable hurdles and disappointments, they ultimately galvanized his craft, priming him for immortal recognition with the publication of his most famous work, Don Quixote. The valor, the romantic idealism, and the firm grip on the human reality illustrated in his early output would, in a harmonious crescendo, find resonance in his masterwork with a nuanced, perceptive literary voice. Thus, observing the trajectory of Cervantes's early career, the interplay of his life experiences with his literary craft demonstrates the inherent power of endurance and development in a writer's evolution. The admirable progression in Cervantes' writing over the years magnifies the profound talent and unpredictability of this literary giant, laying essential groundwork for the explosive revolutionary impact of that timeless figure of comic tragedy, Don Quixote de la Mancha. Part 6. Critical Reception of Shakespeare In the realm of literature, William Shakespeare is celebrated as one of the most influential treasures of the English language. His works were a mirror to society during the Elizabethan era, and as we navigate through this section we uncover the nuances of the critical reception of his works from his own time up till the present. The first glimpse of Shakespeare's critical reception dates back to the Elizabethan and Jacobean era. Shakespeare's works, written as commercial entertainments, were received enthusiastically by audiences including Queen Elizabeth I and King James I themselves. His exceptional storytelling acumen, laced with wit and lyricism, earned him applause from masses and critics alike. However, it wasn't all praise. Shakespeare's contemporary, dramatist Robert Greene, dismissed him as an upstart crow, indicating some degree of professional rivalry or elitist disdain. Fast-forwarding a couple of centuries, a startling aspect of Shakespeare's reception is the authorship debate. Despite the voluminous body of works attributed to him, doubts arose in the nineteenth century about whether a humble man from Stratford-upon-Avon, Avon could indeed be the genius behind such intellectual magnitude. Names of other educated figures of his time, like Francis Bacon and Christopher Marlowe, have been proposed as potential true authors. While this debate remains inconclusive, it adds an intriguing layer to the enigma that is Shakespeare. Scrutinizing the evolution of Shakespeare's critical reputation, one can observe a trajectory that oscillates between extremes of acclaim and neglect. Eighteenth-century critic Samuel Johnson, while acknowledging Shakespeare's understanding of human nature, condemned his violation of the classical unities of drama. Contemporaries mocked him for his relentless punning and verbosity. But the Romantic era revived a profound reverence for him. William Hazlitt termed him as the greatest poet that ever lived. Further into the Victorian era, the Bard's works were sacrosanct, and he adorned the pinnacle of literary excellence. The twentieth century heralded a shift in Shakespearean criticism, shunning him off the godlike pedestal and analyzing his works through varying lenses, such as psychoanalytic, feminist, and post-colonial. Critics started interrogating his portrayal of women, race, and colonial discourse. Yet despite these critiques, his enduring universal themes and profound understanding of human nature kept his works relevant. Today his reputation remains robustly intact. His works continue to be performed, admired, adapted, and even deconstructed across multiple avenues. Moreover, the continuous vivacious scholarly engagement with his works testifies to the dynamic nature of his literary genius, 
Thus we embark on a journey charting Shakespeare's reception from the fervour of Elizabethan playgoers to ongoing academic debates and adaptations today, unravelling a tapestry of shifting perspectives and interpretations that underscore his positions and underscore his position as an indelible icon in literature. It's the ultimate testimony to the timelessness of Shakespeare's Ouver and a prelude to our subsequent discussions. Part 7. Critical Reception of Cervantes Miguel de Cervantes shook the foundations of literature when he published the first part of Don Quixote in 1605. The book was such an immense success that it catapulted the author from an obscure figure to a celebrated literary giant. The tale of Don Quixote, with its blend of humour, irony, and humanism, reshaped the literary landscapes not only of Spain but of Europe at large. Cervantes' critical reception, however, evolved considerably over time. Don Quixote was greeted with raucous laughter and amusement upon its initial release. He had succeeded at bringing a genre, chivalric romance, popular in the sixteenth century, back down to earth. He didn't destroy the genre. Rather, he diffused it with much-needed realism and sanity. The book was rapidly translated and circulated across Europe, which echoed with appreciative laughter. Widely seen as a comic masterpiece, it was commonly staged as farcical plays across theatres in Spain, France, and England. Over time, more introspective understandings of Don Quixote have gradually come to light. Critics of the nineteenth century, such as literary theorist Mikhail Bakhtin, began to interpret it as a deeply layered social critique, brilliantly using humour and parody as tools to highlight the absurdities and hypocrisies of society. The novel became seen as a profound exploration of reality and illusion, sanity and madness, and the human condition itself. Cervantes' audacious narrative techniques introducing stories within stories, employing different points of view and blurring the line between the author and the narrator, led some to hail him as a forerunner of the modern novel. Contemporary literature of the Renaissance often depicted Cervantes as a figure of wit and satire. The fame of Don Quixote also induced some authors to produce unauthorized sequels to the novel, prompting Cervantes to publish the second part in 1615, which incorporated an ingenious meta-narrative retaliation against these imitators. Though celebrated, Cervantes endured harsh criticism from many quarters. Lope de Vega, the most prolific Spanish playwright of the Golden Age, belittled Cervantes and his works while some religious groups censored parts of Don Quixote. Criticism has also emerged over the years about Cervantes' portrayal of women and classes in his work. Yet such criticisms have done little to dull the luster of Cervantes' literary crown. His status as a mastro of storytelling has crystallized over the centuries. He has been praised for the richness and versatility of his prose, his mastery of character portrayal, and his remarkable ability to intertwine the comic with the tragic. In 2002, a poll conducted by the Norwegian Book Club listed Don Quixote as the best literary work ever written, a testament to the enduring relevance and appeal of Miguel de Cervantes' magnum opus. Thus, from the realm of farce to the halls of academia, the critical reception of Cervantes has been a journey as adventurous and worthy of note as the chivalric exploits of his distinguished mad knights. Part entertainment, part deep societal commentary, his work continues to captivate readers, elevating him to his rightful place among the pantheon of literary giants. Part 8. Lasting Impact of Shakespeare on Literature William Shakespeare, undeniably one of the pillars of Renaissance literature, continues to cast an intoxicating influence on drama and storytelling. 
With an unparalleled understanding of human nature, he weaved characters that are not confined within the boundaries of time. As living, breathing, existential realities, they continue to be as relatable today as they were in the Elizabethan era. From bloody political dramas to timeless love stories, Shakespeare's diversity and brilliance in plot development created a canon that formed the basic structure for much of literature that followed. He mastered the crafting of narrative arcs and character evolution, thus influencing the works of countless authors from J. McInerney to Agatha Christie. Quite staggeringly, Shakespeare is credited with the introduction of roughly 1,700 new words to the English language and an impressive number of idioms still in use today. Peering through the lens of modern literature and popular culture, the bard's presence is ubiquitous. Novels like Aldous Huxley's Brave New World derive their titles from Shakespeare's phrases or lines. Film adaptations and reinterpretations of his plays, such as Baz Luhrmann's Romeo Juliet, have introduced Shakespeare to the twenty-first-century audience, thus preserving his timeless appeal, which brings us to the continued study and reinterpretation of his works. The longevity of Shakespeare's literary stature is a testament to the depth and richness of his creations. His plays are not merely performed, they are studied, dissected, and reinterpreted across the globe. Scholars delve into his language, trace his influences, examine his themes, and unlock layers of subtext. Unrivaled in their linguistic dexterity, his works offer readers a shimmering prism of meaning. Be it a high school English classroom or an elite academic conference, you would be hard-pressed not to encounter discussions of Shakespeare's works. The bard's signature soliloquies have served as a crucial instrument in literary and psychological analysis. Macbeth's mental torment, Hamlet's existential dilemma, Juliet's romantic despair. Each eloquent monologue is an intricate web of human emotions, a psychological puzzle that invites limitless interpretations. His portrayal of strong, complex, and flawed female characters like Lady Macbeth, Ophelia, and Cleopatra shattered conventional notions of femininity, signaling a progressive change in the portrayal of women in literature. This creative audacity continues to inspire modern feminist narratives, proving the bard's literary power to resonate beyond the scope of his time. To talk about the influence of Shakespeare on literature is to plunge into an ocean of profound and eternal creation that has touched everything in its path. His words are a language unto themselves, a language of dreams, of fear, of power, faith, and love. It's this universal appeal that brands Shakespeare an indelible icon who remains as essential to the realm of literature as ink is to paper. And as his verse proclaims in Sonnet 18, so long as men can breathe or eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives life to thee. This gives life to thee. This speaks of the immortal essence of his work, echoing the fact that as long as there is a story to tell, the name Shakespeare will continue to reign supreme. Part 9. Lasting Impact of Cervantes on Literature When examining the lasting impact of Miguel de Cervantes on literature, it is best to start with his contribution to pioneering the modern novel. As an innovator in the literary scene of his time, Cervantes did something remarkable in his masterpiece, Don Quixote. He combined high and low culture, reality, and fantasy with novel narrative techniques that introduced different viewpoints within the same narrative. This revolutionized the concept of storytelling, adding more depth to characters, storylines, and plot developments. 
His influence isn't confined to Spanish literature, as it has crossed boundaries to inspire methodologies in modern novels globally. The narrative perspectives he introduced have found place in works of authors from Flaubert to Dostoevsky, Dickens to Nabokov, showing the worldwide impact of his innovative storytelling. Cervantes' impact is also apparent in modern literature and popular culture. From direct adaptations in novels, comic books, and films, to more subtle inspirations in themes and characters, we see echoes of Don Quixote everywhere. One only has to look at the recurrent theme of the deluded dreamer against the harsh world in various literary works to understand the pervasive influence of Cervantes. Movies like The Fisher King and The Man Who Killed Don Quixote show explicit influences, while the struggles of many modern protagonists reflect the idealism and resilience of Don Quixote. Even in music, from Broadway musicals and operas to popular songs, the enduring spirit of Don Quixote lies. Furthermore, the reinterpretation and translation of Don Quixote add another dimension to the impact of Cervantes on literature. These interpretations offer a multitude of lenses through which we can understand the classic, rendering it more universal in its appeal. The different translations not only solidify the global reach of his work, but also highlight the universal humanity embedded in his characters, allowing readers from all cultures to relate to Don Quixote's trials and tribulations. However, these translations also sparked debates around the elusive true essence of the original text. As each translation provides a new perspective on the text, it adds layers of interpretations and meanings, thereby adding to the richness of the text's legacy. The discussions surrounding these translations further underline Cervantes' immense contribution to the literary world. In essence, Cervantes' influence on modern literature cannot be understated. He changed the scope and direction of storytelling, expanded its potential to connect human experiences universally, and guided readers to question the nature of reality within artistic creation. His themes continue to resonate with contemporary writers, filmmakers, and musicians, reinforcing the timelessness of his ideas. The reinterpretations and translations of his seminal work, Don Quixote, add to the literature's richness, offering diverse readers across the globe an opportunity to engage with Cervantes' unique vision. His indelible legacy bears testament to his genius and the lasting impact on the world of literature he has made. We can only wait and see how future generations reinterpret, reevaluate, and build on Cervantes' extraordinary legacy. Part 10. Comparative Analysis of Shakespeare and Cervantes When examining two pillars of literature like William Shakespeare and Miguel de Cervantes, one cannot ignore the intriguing parallels and contrasts in their life stories and literary careers. Both lived in the same era, yet never met, and crafted art that resonates universally to this day. Shakespeare, the bard of Avon, is revered for his deeply insightful plays that capture the full gamut of human emotion and experience. Similarly, Cervantes, often referred to as the father of the modern novel, wielded his pen to create Don Quixote, a profoundly influential work that innovatively blended realism and fantasy. Their life stories, while marked by hardship and struggle, intertwined with the resilience that fueled their creative output. Thematic affinities and disparities surface when analyzing their literary works. Shakespeare's themes of power, love, and mortality woven within his tragedies present a stark contrast to Cervantes' playful exploration of reality and illusion in Don Quixote.
Yet they both shared an uncanny ability to delve into the core traits of human nature. Their works emerged as an intimate examination of the intricacies of human character, leaving their audience with moments of self-recognition. The influences on both authors were equally diverse as their contributions. They both thrived under the Renaissance ideology of humanism, valuing humankind's potential and reasoning which reflected prominently in their work. Amid their shared influences, their unique contributions set them apart. Shakespeare's mastery of the English language, his eloquent soliloquies and powerful metaphors revolutionized drama. His plays mirror the complexity and depth of human emotions, making them timeless. On the other hand, Cervantes' pioneering multiple narrative levels within a realistic framework breathed a new life into prose. His blend of humor, irony, and pathos in Don Quixote laid the groundwork for the modern novel. In comparing Shakespeare and Cervantes, one discerns a clear dialogue between two literary giants. They navigated the tumultuous terrains of their respective lives, mastering their art forms and providing enduring literary works that continue to inspire, entertain, and educate. Both authors transcended their time, offering an extraordinary window into the universal human experience, sustaining their relevant centuries on. Ultimately, Shakespeare and Cervantes present fascinating case studies, a perfect blend of similarity and divergence. While one delved into the realm of drama, the other set his eyes on prose, and yet they both managed to capture the essence of humanity, and its endless struggles in ways that continue to speak to us across cultures and through centuries. Their shared influences and unique contributions form an intrinsic part of their legacies, which are forever etched in the annals of world literature. Part 11. The Legacies of Shakespeare and Cervantes Today we now turn our attention to the enduring legacies of Shakespeare and Cervantes in our present day. These two literary titans have transcended time, their works widely read and profoundly influential even centuries after their deaths, demonstrating the unyielding vitality of their pens. Shakespeare's plays continue to draw audiences worldwide, his profound explorations of human nature, political intrigue, love, and tragedy universally accessible and emotionally stirring. From Hollywood adaptations such as Ten Things One Hate About You, rooted in the taming of the shrew, to modern theaters' deconstructions of Hamlet, and Macbeth we find an unbroken thread of narrative innovation and impact tied back to the bard. In educational institutions, Shakespeare's plays are mandatory study, facilitating comprehension of Renaissance-era sensibilities and language. Performances at the reconstructed Globe Theatre, the Bard's own stage, draw crowds that are testament to his timeless appeal. With more than eighty film adaptations of his plays, the Shakespearean plot is a Hollywood staple, brimming with rich characterization and nuanced self-revelation. Similarly, Cervantes' legacy is discernible in the contemporary novel Psyche. The form of the novel, as we know it today, owes much to Cervantes' experiments with narrative structure. Don Quixote, with its satirical take on chivalric codes, continues to delight readers with its exploration of reality and illusion, offering a complex narrative style that sets the benchmark for modern fiction. A range of adaptations from theatre to film enriches the quixotic lore, from the widely successful musical man of La Mancha to Terry Gilliam's film, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. These adaptations channel the spirit of the original while exploring new interpretative spaces, keeping Cervantes' legacy not just alive but also dynamic and enmeshed with today's culture. 
Moreover, their influence extends to annual public celebrations. The annual World Book and Copyright Day observed by UNESCO each 23rd of April commemorates both Shakespeare's and Cervantes' deaths, highlighting their exceptional contributions to global literary canon. Similarly, Shakespeare's birthday, often celebrated with theatrical performances and readings, reminds us of the enduring power of his words. Shakespeare and Cervantes' legacies are thus seen in myriad forms. Be it the rich and varied adaptations of their work, the numerous festivals and memorials that celebrate their contributions, or simply the countless readers who still find pleasure, comfort, and insight within the pages of their books. As we look around us today, we find both of these remarkable authors firmly embedded within the cultural imaginations of our time. They continue to inspire artists, writers, scholars, and readers with their innovative ideas, acting as luminary forces guiding us towards new literary experiences. Their work continues to resonate with the human spirit, bidding us recognize our follies, affirm our passions, and understand our world with a refreshed, discerning view. Thus, Shakespeare and Cervantes remain irreplaceably central to our literary consciousness, their legacy a monument to the power and endurance of well-crafted words, and so we carry their stories, their wisdom, and their genius forward as imprints on our own collective narrative. Their words are a testament to literature's capacity to remain vital and pertinent, traveling across continents and centuries to find a home in the hearts of readers today. Part 12. Conclusion the twin pillars of Renaissance literature. Diving into the epilogue of our exploration, we find ourselves marveling at the immense pillars which William Shakespeare and Miguel de Cervantes have become, their respective contributions to the Renaissance literature resonating with unparalleled vigor through the tunnel of time. The widespread acclaim of these veritable wordsmiths is deeply entwined with the transformations they shepherded in their respective spheres of influence, ushering in a new epoch of creative constitution. Their legacies, coalescing into the bedrock on which the edifice of modern literature stands, perpetuate an echo of cultural and intellectual enlightenment. Shakespeare, whose plays consistently teemed with intrigue, love, power, and mortality, has swept the fabric of global literature, weaving a lasting pattern of his genius that is ubiquitously discernible in works from all corners of the literary world. Cervantes, too, with his acclaimed masterpiece, Don Quixote, deftly examined the fine line between illusion and reality, demonstrating his dexterity in melding humor with profound philosophical ponderings. His capacity to weave narratives within narratives yielded an avant-garde technique, an enduring storytelling legacy. The pen of Shakespeare bore sonnets, plays, and poems, each characterized by profound exploration of the human condition, a burst of unparalleled creativity that breathed life into the English stage. Cervantes, on the other hand, expertly manipulated prose, expertly sculpting the archetypal modern novel, crafting a narrative so influential it reverberates through today's literary creations. The undying charm of Shakespeare's plays and Cervantes' novel is not merely a monument to their virtuoso, but a testament to the transcendental power of literature on society. The impress left by their intricate characterizations, their incisive observations of the human psyche and the enduring themes they explored continue to shape and inform our contemporary understanding of world literature. Their roles in Renaissance literature is more than just the formation of an epic-making body of work. It was, and still is, discourses on identity, power, reality, and love. 
They uniquely harnessed the potential of language as a potent tool for exploration, subtly uncovering the veneer of civilization to reveal universal truths that bind us all, regardless of language, culture, or time. Shakespeare and Cervantes were cogs in the great wheel of the Renaissance movement, sparking a literary revolution that irreversibly altered the landscape of world literature. They wielded their pens like conjurers' wands, summoning forth realities and characters from the hidden chasms of their genius, and in the process became indelible figures with messages that transcend time and place. Their monumental life stories unfold like grand narratives themselves, testifying to the triumph of resilience, vision, and the transformative power of creativity. The connective thread that weaves together the grand tapestry of world literature is irrevocably intertwined with the life, works, and enduring legacies of these two giants of the Renaissance. In understanding the world we live in, we cannot overlook the titanic impact of these two masters who, with their phenomenal contributions to literature, vividly map out the contours of human emotions, its triumphs, foibles, and collective memory. Undeniably, their penmanship has ignited a zest for boundless imagination and critical thought, an enduring flame that guides the course of literature and culture to this very day. Part 13. References and Further Readings Throughout this podcast we delved richly into the significant works of two colossal figures of Renaissance literature who have left indelible marks on the realm of letters. William Shakespeare and Miguel de Cervantes. Many of their masterpieces, ranging from Shakespeare's cherished plays like Hamlet, Othello, King Lear, and Macbeth to Cervantes's groundbreaking novel, Don Quixote, have formed the primary source material for our discussion. Other significant works, including Shakespeare's sonnets, Cervantes' novelas, Agemplares, and Persilas and Segismunda, also contributed to our discourse. To further immerse yourselves in the profound worlds constructed by these authors, there exists a cachet of secondary literature that can provide additional depth and perspective. For Shakespeare, consider Stephen Greenblatt's classic, Will in the World, How Shakespeare Became Shakespeare. With a compelling narrative, Greenblatt brings to life the bard's times and influences. Harold Bloom Shakespeare. The invention of the human offers insightful analysis into Shakespeare's characters and how they laid the groundwork for understanding humanity. Additionally, James Shapiro's 1599. A year in the life of William Shakespeare uncovers the rich context of the epic. In terms of Cervantes, Roberto Gonzalez Echevarria's Cervantes Don Quixote. A casebook contains a compilation of critical essays that delve into the novel's complexities. Cervantes. A biography by William Byron delivers a riveting account of the author's adventurous life. More specific analysis of Don Quixote as a literary phenomenon is presented in Quixotic Frescoes. Cervantes and Italian Renaissance Art by Frederick A. de A. de Armes, juxtaposing it remarkably with the contemporary Renaissance art. Finally, books exploring both authors like Shakespeare and Cervantes in the Age of Discovery by Frederick Turner draw connections between the two giants in relation to their historical context. Thus, our conversation on Shakespeare and Cervantes barely begins to scratch the surface of their literary genius. I encourage you to delve deeper, engage directly with their masterworks, and explore the profound secondary literature that has grown around them. Who knows? Perhaps it is you who will bring forth the next great insight into these monumental authors' impact on their respective languages and literatures. 
Set off on this intellectual journey and discover how deeply Shakespeare and Cervantes have shaped our understanding of human nature, power, love, mortality, honour, freedom, and reality itself. This concludes our podcast titled The Renaissance in Literature, Shakespeare and Cervantes. We hope to see you again on our next installment of Professor Lan A. I. Explores Humanity. Thank you.